evening we're going to talk about we cannot be judged by unspiritual critics i am taking you really deep i'm asking you just to not to let your your intelligence agree or disagree or try to find some experience so that you could collaborate what i'm saying this evening i'm asking you just to understand just to try and understand the words that is being spoken the subject matter is it's a little bit heavy so i'm going to break it up into two sessions for this evening i want to further elaborate a little bit on the new dimension because the new dimension is the revelation of a presence and power that cannot be defined by human thought this new dimension this spiritual dimension that we talk about we mentioned it last week it, it's the revelation of a presence and a power that cannot be defined by human thought the reason why the holy spirit is guiding you this way because a lot of you are moving deeper deeper into spiritual things and things will start happening to you and what i don't want you to be concerned or frightened when strange things when hidden manner is is revealed but just accept it with joy and love in your heart knowing that it's just the holy spirit working through you You see the thinking of the average man or the average human being cannot penetrate the realm of the spirit. It does not penetrate not that they cannot they can if they if they so inclined to lean on to the holy spirit but it does not penetrate the realm of the spirit. So it is impossible for them to understand what you experience is impossible for them to have any kind of identification with what you are going through so we cannot be judged by unspiritual critics tonight i'm looking for two readers first corinthians 2 verses 10 to 14 and then john 15 verses 13 to 16 i am going to take you a little deep tonight as i said and we will break up tonight in two sessions because it's a lot to digest in in one run but then again i could be so wrong sometimes the holy spirit will give me something and i think oh my god this is too much and then i come here and you and everybody gobbling it up like if it's candy and like if it's nothing and i am the one seems more to be struggling than the word of god when it's been transmitted to you so i could be wrong so just have an open mind just try and understand that's all i'm saying just try and understand and then you could tell me what you understood amen because it's a slow process it's called we making pro- progress you are moving into a new dimension and as you move into this new dimension the holy spirit is going to operate more and more in and through you you at least you will recognize the hand of god in your life you will recognize it more let me first give a little preamble into this evening 
remember what I said. Just have an open mind. Last week, we introduced a new dimension. And we not only introduced a new dimension, but we told you what this new dimension is really the fourth dimension. So it's not really new. It's new to our teaching, but that's new. That's a new thing to the universe. So last week, I told you that the first dimension, that the, the first, second, and third dimension, we could say it's up, down, right, left, backward, forward. So you have up, down, right, left, backward, forward. These are all different dimensions. However, when we're talking about the fourth dimension, we're talking about spiritual dimension, you're talking about spirituality, you're talking about faith, you're talking about joy. So the Holy Spirit is guiding us to operate more in the fourth dimension. So we talked about that last week. So we're carrying on and continuing. So the new dimension is the revelation of a presence and power that cannot be defined by human thought. So this fourth dimension that we're talking about, that we move, that the Holy Spirit is guiding you towards, is really the revelation or the understanding of a presence and power that cannot be defined by human thought. And which ordinarily is not brought into play in human experience except by those who have caught the vision of a spiritual universe. So, so when you're talking about the fourth dimension, it's not something that people talk about. It's not something that you discuss. This, this type of thinking, it only happens among people who have caught the glimpse or the vision of that spiritual universe. Now, the thinking of the average human being does not penetrate the realm of the spirit. Hear me somebody and understand me. The thinking of the average human being does not penetrate the realm of the of, of the spirit. That's why the, the scripture tell you that the things of God are of, of foolishness to them. His entire life has reasoning faculties and his awareness remained in a three-dimensional world that we mentioned before. So the average man, entire life, his reasoning faculties and his awareness remain in a three-dimensional world, a world that can be taught about and know only from the standpoint of the physical senses. I'm going slowly, I'm going somewhere, I want you to understand me. Alright, so we introduced the fourth dimension. And today I'm telling you, the thinking of the average human being does not penetrate the realm of the spirit. And that the average human being life, his reasonable faculties and his awareness remains in a three-dimensional world. A world that can be thought about and known only from the standpoint of the physical senses. You know what your physical senses are, right? In that realm, all forms of human power, might, strength, wisdom, and cunning 
uh, either added, it's either it aiding us or it's harming us, being used either constructively or destructively. I'm going somewhere, so I want you to get this. So I'm saying, forgive me if I repeated it so much for you to get the understanding. I'm saying that the average human being, they cannot penetrate the realm of the spirit because they operate in a three-dimensional world. And I'm saying in that realm, all forms of human power, might, strength, wisdom, and cunning, it is either aiding or harming us, being used either constructively or destructively so the entire human world is made up of pictures sometimes good and sometimes bad and of the reactions that come to a person from which he beholds with his five senses and with his reasoning mind let me see if you can get it the entire human world is made up of pictures. Sometimes these pictures are good and sometimes they are bad. And the entire human world are made up of pictures, but not only pictures. They're made up of the reactions that come to a person which beholds these pictures and his five physical senses and with his reasoning mind. Could you get what I'm trying to say here? The thoughts you have in your head will cause you to react with your reason mind, whatever you reason something out to be, or with your five senses, or it makes you feel emotionally, anger, happy, joy. Your five senses, you know, do we talk about them before? Smell, touch, that sort of thing. So let me say this one more time before we go to the scriptures the entire human world is made up of pictures sometimes good and sometimes bad and of the reaction that comes to a person from what he beholds with his five senses and with the reasoning mind you get me so you have these pictures which are good and bad but you also have your reaction to your five senses and what you reason in your mind all right ponder upon that let's go to the readings first but god hath revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things yeah the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Praise be to God. Next reader. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do the things which I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known unto you. Ye did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that ye should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, and whatsoever he shall ask of the Father in my name, ye may give it to you. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. I hope you guys will listen to the word of God, because it's very apropos for what we're going to be talking about this evening all right so i said that the ordinary human being the average human being does not penetrate the realm of the spirit i also say that the average human being just operate from the first three dimensions i also say that the average human being holds the whole world is made up of pictures and the average human being just operate within his five senses and what he can reason within his mind. So the few who penetrate the veil and see into the spirit real discovery that there is another power and presence that is neither power nor presence in the human senses of understanding. Let me say that again. The few who penetrate the veil and see into the spiritual, they discover that there is another power and presence that is, that is neither power nor presence in the human sense of understanding. The Word of God told you that. To material sense, it is not presence. Because it is not an outlined form. It is not power because it is not supplanted, overcome, rule, or govern other powers. Yet, it is a presence in the sense that the spiritual illuminated feel it, sense it. You have an awareness of it. Even while there's no actual form, outline, color, or dimension. All of you feel that spiritual, you can't explain it, but you feel it. You sense it. You're aware of it. Even while it has no actual form or outline, no color, no dimension. It is a power because it is very present. It's very present, reveals harmony. Even where discord and disease or sin may have been. This power, where there may have been 
sin, where there may have been discord, this power, it reveals harmony and peace, even where discord or disease may have been. Now, the mystics of all ages, and the word mystic means, of course, anyone who has attained some measure of conscious oneness with God, have discerned this invisible presence and power and avail themselves of it. And through it, they have risen to great heights of peace, harmony, and joy within their own being. Hear me, somebody. The mystics of all ages and the word mystics, let me say the word mystic means, of course, anyone who has attained some measure of conscious oneness with God have discerned this invisible presence and power and avail themselves of it. And through it, they have risen to great heights of peace, of harmony, and joy within their own being. Although many of these mystics suffered persecution from the outside world, this never disturbed their inner being because they understood the reason for this persecution. They realized that this power would destroy those and the activity of those who might permit its entrance into their consciousness and who were not yet ready to take advantage of giving up their personal sense of life for the divine or spiritual life. Now, I just want to take some baby steps here. I'm not saying that any one of us is ready for that extreme illumination, for that extreme understanding, for that extreme. Many of us think that we will do what Jesus did, oh, but, but we <laughs> believe me, we're far from it. We like to think that we will do. They had a time, they had this this banner everybody wearing this dress. what will Jesus do what will Jesus we like to believe that we will do exactly what Jesus do but that we, we're not going to do it when we're not there consciously yet it, it is a slow progress so we're not there consciously so I'm not saying that any one of you will give up your life for for, for the um, give up uh, that's uh, your life for for that spiritual life I'm not saying that at all but I'm saying it's it's a progress so let me see these if you can understand this although many of these mystics suffered persecution and we know a lot we know them if we start we know a lot many of them suffer persecution from the outside world and this never disturbed their inner being because they understood the reason for this persecution. They realized that this power would destroy those and the activity of those who might permit its entrance into their consciousness and who were not yet ready to see the advantage of giving up their personal sense of life for divine or spiritual life. If you 
get too much power before you are ready to receive it. It is that is not a healthy thing. But the spirit of God is so beautiful, so that's not going to happen. For the materialist, it is very difficult to imagine being happy or being wealthy by giving. A, a person who operates in those three, first three dimensions cannot understand that it's difficult for them to imagine being happy or being wealthy by giving. When all his training has been that happiness and wealth are to be achieved by getting and possessing. That's how they've been trained to operate just in the three dimensions. So everything, all happiness and wealth have to be achieved by, by getting and possessing. This three-dimensional world, which is called the human or material world, really is only a false concept of the real and is never destroyed in and of itself. It is seen through it is understood for what it is and in that understanding comes the dissolution of it when you understand it you're no longer afraid of it all right let me see if i could you ever let's say for instance let's say for instance let's say for instance you're not feeling well all right, you're not feeling well. You don't know why you're not feeling well. You, you just know you're not feeling well. So, of course, your imagination working over time. You, you're thinking, oh, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this, it could be that. It, oh, and you're going to the worst possible case, case scenario. My mother had this and my great-grandmother had this. And your mind going all over the place. Then finally, you go to the doctor. And the doctor said, oh, you know, this is just a little rash you have on your hand. I'll give you some cortisone. It will fix that in two days. The mere fact, once you know what it is, bingo, all the worry gone. You get an understanding. And that understanding comes the dissolution of it. You get me? By understanding, you get the dissolution, the fear, the worry, all of that is dissolved. In other words, there is in reality no such thing as an objectified physical, mortal, or material universe. The only universe that exists is the spiritual, real world of God's creating. And the proof of this is that the moment a degree of inner vision is awakened, the world of God's creating becomes the only and real world and the mortal concept begins to lose reality and to disappear. Now, it's going to take you a minute to grasp this. I understand that. We have all the time in the world. As long as there has been recorded history there have been secret religious orders or brotherhoods formed for many different purposes under many different names so let's 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 go there 
let's go there and 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 see if we could dissect the mystery so as long as there has been recorded history there have been secret religious orders or brotherhoods formed for many different purposes under many different names and all requiring some form of initiation the initiates must undergo certain trials and tests and examination before they admitted to brotherhood and while the actual initiation may differ in its exterior form the tests and trials and examinations are always alike in this respect the initiates must go through difficulty and terrifying experiences let me say that again because i'm taking you somewhere just bear with me please as long as there have been recorded history there have been secret religious orders or brotherhoods formed for many different purposes under many different names and all requiring some form of initiation the initiates must undergo certain trials certain tests and examination before they are admitted to the brotherhood and while the actual initiation may differ in its exterior form the tests and trials and examinations are all alike in this respect the initiation the initiates must go through difficult and terrifying experience let me give you an example for example in their meditations and in their periods of quiet they behold pictures of their loved ones dying being killed or robbed this is some initiations that they used to do way back when they may even see visions of betrayal false falseness or deceit the temptation then is to leave the order and quickly return home to protect their loved ones so they put in these initiates through these things these rituals right they're showing them pictures of their of their family being robbed and being killed so they may and they may even see visions of betrayal and falseness or deceit so the temptation on behalf of the the initiator then is to is to leave the order and quickly return home to protect their loved ones or to do whatever is necessary to restore harmony in their experience at each one of these steps some initiates do succumb to these temptations and go home and that ends the spiritual progress others find themselves in harrowing experience of a different nature and they too drop off by the wayside so many initiate many people can't go through these initiates can't go through the test so they drop off and and they go back home eventually those who survive the the sample tests and temptations come to the ultimate one the final test is that of being faced with death in some form 
such as being brought to the brink of a cliff and being told and of course one must be uh, obedient to jump off the cliff into the rocks or into the waters beneath the cliff is too high and the rocks below are so jagged that there is no hope of survival to jump means death which will be death or will it be disobedience which will it be death or disobedience if it is disobedience there is no hope of being admitted to the brotherhood if it is death that also ends all hope but there are some brothers in the order and therefore some must have survived the test some must have endured and come through the ordeal there is the test a test which each one within himself must decide to take or not needless to say anyone who is obedient and jump off the cliff automatically becomes a member of the brotherhood because long before he can reach the rocks he has awakened and found that the whole experience was it was an illusion he had been hypnotized into seeing and accepting all these pictures but from the very first to the last none of them was ever real so he will awaken and what about those who fears prevent them from stepping out into the unknown they went home found to their dismay that none of the things they had feared had ever happened and that they had lost their chance for spiritual progress those who survived the final test were admitted to the brotherhood but something far greater had happened to them than becoming a part of a spiritual order they had learned the great secret that all human experience is a state of illusion and that the conditions they had been tempted to see and believe did not exist anywhere in the realm of the real today we are the initiates and right now we are taking the degrees of the brotherhood right now we are being tested and tried with experience of lack and experience of limitation experience of sin and or, or disease we may not realize that we are undergoing an in- initiation but we are some of us are even being tested by the appearance of death but what a revelation it is to look on the face of some of the people who thought they have died they are surprised when they awaken and find that the whole experience is illusion that it never happened and that they are being right where they have left off the human mind 
cannot pierce the veil of material sense any more than the initiates in the brotherhood could see through the temptation presented to them under hypnosis. It is only as they come out from the hypnosis that some, by divine grace, receive enough light to know that they have been hypnotized and thus enable to disregard the experience they have gone through. Others, still under a measure of hypnosis, believe that they are experiencing that they are experiencing their experiences is real and run out to do something about it. Everyone who has been reasonable for spiritual healing or responsible for it, any one of you have been responsible for spiritual healing knows that you have never healed a disease or set a bone. All he has done is place the illusion of no suggestion and see through to the world and the man of God created. See that God is the only life, the only wisdom, it's the only law the only substance and the only cause and therefore the only effect. Only God can do that. We can't heal anybody. The faculty then enables one to pierce the veil, to see through the illusion, is the Christ. It is a spiritual consciousness. And spiritual consciousness means the consciousness of the spirit. Quite obviously, material sense could never have that faculty. Now, I'm talking from experience, but I don't like to see all my experiences. Some fortunate indeed come into this plane of existence with a measure that illuminated consciousness enough at least to behold some degree of reality. Some of us come into this world with that. Others and most of us are in that, are in that category see only the mortal material sense of things and find it very difficult to believe that there's a universe of harmony here and now and that we may enter it at will not by choice but because there is no other universe all that is necessary is to behold it in a tiny measure that touch that Christ consciousness so the question comes to us how do we attain the ability to see through the illusion and know that it is safe for us to jump since the only place we can jump is into the everlasting, into the everlasting arms. How do you know that you are jumping into the everlasting arms? The answer is that you already have the first seed of that illumination. 
it is because you had that seed that in the beginning you set out on a spiritual path. You came to this world with that seed already planted in you. That's why you have always been on some kind of spiritual path because you already have it within you. It was that spiritual seed that drove you here and that had been driving you and that drove you here. Unless you had it, you would not have come to any kind of, this kind of spiritual teaching that we do here. If you didn't have it, you couldn't end up here. It's because you, you came to this world with that seed already planted in you. It would have bore you. If you didn't have that seed, all of this, you, you wouldn't stay and listen. You wouldn't listen to no podcast because it would be nonsense to you. It would be stupidness to you. It would bore you. You wouldn't be able to stand it. But because you have that seed already planted on you, that's why you could, you, you could be here. Unless you had it, you would not have come to any spiritual teaching. It would have bored you. It would have angered you. It would have seemed nonsensical to you. Because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. The mere fact that it is not foolishness to you is an indication that you have already risen above the level of the mortal man. I'm not doing this to pick you up. Father God is just telling you some truth here. You have no choice but to continue. Nor need you have any doubts or fears about the unlimited results. The fact that you have been placed on the path is enough. Probably the fears or doubts you entertain about your ability to attain may for a while prevent your attainment. But the greater your ability to relax and to understand that you are not on this part of your own choice or by your will, but that a seed was planted in you and that it is sprouting the more you can realize that and just step aside and let it take its normal course the more quickly will you awaken into your membership in the brotherhood into the realization of spiritual pain it is inevitable you cannot miss this awakening is an act of grace. It is an act of God for which you have no personal responsibility. The government is upon his shoulders. Only mark this as you look out into the world. From the standpoint of appearance, you will see yourself struggling and striving to achieve spirituality and the longer you look at life from that standpoint the greater the struggle but in this very moment as you drop that barrier 
as you drop the sense of looking out at the world of illusion and trying to improve it, you can sit back and quietly in the realization. Certainly, certainly. What else is true? What else is logical than that God is the creator of this universe and that if the creator also is the maintainer and the sustainer, if this is true and we are living in a state of illusion, that could be what could be true that only God could be the destroyer of the illusion. Where then is your personal responsibility? It is to be normal, be natural. It is to live every day in accordance with the pattern that is placed before you in the morning. Keep in thought insofar as it's possible that you must never judge each man or circumstances from the standpoint of its appearance. Stop looking at the sick and sinful man and wondering how to make him well. Stop looking at the pictures that are, are painted in the newspaper, on the radio, on the television and stop worrying how you can improve them. You are not going to improve them. Illumination is going to dissolve them. And the greater part of this illumination is the realization that only God can do it. Only God can do it. The world may not see, see it or be aware of it. But the fact is that the redemption of the world through the revelation of its spiritual perfection and purity is, the only in, is, is not only inevitable, but it is not that far off. Progress towards that end is rapid. So don't be surprised if you find yourself going from glory to glory, don't be surprised if you find yourself opening your eyes with a greater peace, with a greater sense of awareness, with a greater sense of oneness. Don't be surprised. Let that kind, allow yourself to have that kind of emotion. Allow yourself to be happy in the arms of God. God bless you. We will stop here and we will pick it up next week and see if we um, could finish this off next week. Bye.